What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? All right, let me start over. That's not how I usually start things. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. And welcome, and welcome to the to Shattered, the Order, Shattered Podcast. Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Night Punk, Punk, and with me as always is my good friend, Wink, who is repeating everything I say for some Wrong. reason. Wrong. I was cloning you. Oh. Oh. I was, I was annoyed at first. Now I understand. Ah, uh, so, yes. There we go. Yes. Every now and then I come <laughs> up with something interesting and clever. Not that that was all that clever, but dude, we got a lot to talk about tonight. I am, I, I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's... Definitely a lot to talk about. Hell yeah, sure. there is. Um, b- before we just dive right into all this stuff, I, I got a very important question. Um, what are you drinking over there? I am drinking. All right, let me hold it up here. It's funny because we're both drinking Boulevard Brewing, but I'm drinking a Tank 7 American Saison, and it is freaking delicious. So. Very nice. What do you got? What do you got? So I've got a Boulevard Brewing uh, uh, cider. Uh, I just my inner GMP came out. I went to the liquor store. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go all GMP tonight. And I got a hibiscus goes that was pretty good. And now I am having a citrus beer brewed with apple and lemon. It is. It's the uh, awesome, man. Tart apple. Sounds delicious. Pretty good. I like it. I like it. Very nice, very nice. Well, I got a question for you. I don't know how much time you had since you've been home to see this, but they're doing that D23 conference, which is the Disney thing right now. I heard. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. The new Mandalorian trailer just dropped, and I've only got to watch it once, but I'm sure after this podcast, I'll watch it another 10 times. It is freaking amazing. Like, mm. it looks bad ass. I cannot wait for that show. Oh, I'm, I gotta say, I'm pretty, I, I'm gonna, as soon as this podcast's over, I'm going and watching that trailer because I, I am ridiculously excited. We've been talking about this for a while and I'm, I'm freaking pumped. However, as excited as you are about that new trailer, I know that there's something that you're even more excited about. Uh, yeah, because uh, yeah. later on, Owen McGregor came out on the stage at the conference and confirmed that he will be playing Obi-Wan again. Woo-hoo! Now, I didn't read up on the news fully yet, so I don't know if it if they confirmed the series or not. I think they did, but for sure, we're getting 
Obi-Wan Kenobi with oh, McGregor yeah. again. And so I don't care what it is. I'm going to watch the crap out of it because, yep, as I've already said, my favorite character in all of Star Wars is the Ewan McGregor uh, General Kenobi. So I am freaking pumped for that. And the other thing about that is that is also going to be on Disney+. Plus. So both of these looks like they're going to be stream only. Um, not going to be on like the regular Disney Channel, correct? Nope, just be on the stream, so which I'm is why I talked about why that Disney stream. Plus. It is you are, and you know what comes with Disney Plus? What? All of the Clone Wars cartoon. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so. so this brings up the next thing I kind of wanted to discuss. All right. I figured we'd just have this discussion live because. We have talked about the fact that we want to cover The Mandalorian via podcast. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Obi-Wan series gets lumped in with that. There's no way we can start covering Star Wars TV shows and not cover the Obi-Wan series. But also, if I finally start watching The Clone Wars, I think it would be kind of fun to do, you know... I mean, I know everybody else has watched it, but go through each episode and do a recap. And just kind of talk about it as I go through watching it. So that would be awesome, man. So we <laughs> might have to uh, create a new feed specifically for for this stuff, but um, multimedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the SOP branching out. Um, but yeah, let us know if you guys are interested in that. Hopefully, you guys are. Um, Definitely sounds fun to us, but uh, yeah, if everyone else is excited about it, that would be even better. If you want a t- taste of what our recaps are like, we did a bunch on the season eight of Game of Thrones. Somehow we, we missed the finale, but oh, we did God. the rest of them. Yeah, we should so. go back and do that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So yeah, that's what it would be like. Yep. Except right. that it'll probably be about People will probably like that more than the last season of Game of Thrones. That's almost <laughs> a certainty, yes, based on exactly. what I've heard. Um, so, before we get into this first topic, on a related topic, <laughs> we had an incident this week in Discord, and Quoth uh, thought I was talking about a, a song, and... Um, I had never heard of this song that he mentioned. I thought this song was something completely different. Just like whenever I went back and Wait, listened to it. no. You were serious about that? I serious as a heart attack. Wow. I thought you were trolling the troll. I should have. I kind of wish I was, <laughs> but no. Um, the song Return of the Mac I had no idea what it was called. I didn't know the words. I mean, I I don't know when last time I heard the song was. Uh, everybody's like, oh, you don't know that song. Um, but no, I thought it... Oh, crap. What did I think it said? <laughs> do, do you remember what I thought it said? Uh, Some given... Oh, goodness. Um, okay, I'm going to find it. This because... is going to drive me crazy. Yes. Uh, so basically... Not only can I not pronounce things, but I obviously can't hear things clearly either because what I heard is apparently not even close. Um, Something related to mood. What the hell was it? This is going to drive me crazy. Um, Is there a way to search on Discord? 
I'm searching, man. I'm gonna find that. Like because it was just so ridiculous. I I can't turning believe you actually, up. You said turning up the mood. That's right, turning up the mood. All right. You thought instead of Return of the Mac, he was saying yeah, where he's turning like, up the mood. The I thought he was saying we're turning up the mood. Like, come on. <laughs> I, I, go listen to that song and tell me that you cannot hear we're turning up the mood because I, I swear to god I, even when i go back hearing it knowing what it says i swear to god that's what i think it says um so as, this as is drew just says so weird in, that- hold on in my defense as drew says in chat i didn't have my really awesome blue designs headphones back then so that could have something to do with it <laughs> maybe <laughs> all i know is that you named you named last week's episode return of the malik not return of malik and i thought oh that's a clever play on words to return of the mac <laughs> that's why i thought you were like uh, totally making up that you did not know it was return of the mac no Maybe. i was not making that up i'm an idiot <laughs> but that's okay which leads us to our first topic. Oh, wink trying to say and hear names correctly. <laughs> so uh, where I went back and I found some more clones because okay, clones. That's of clones course. this week. Just clones everything. So I got five more clone names for you to pronounce this week. So All why don't this you hit us good. with that first one and I'll let you know. Um, Davawan. Davawan. I would have said Davajon, but I don't know. For those that I didn't get a graphic this week, guys, I'm sorry, but it's it's spelled D A V I J A A N. Davawan. We got we got Davawan and yep. Davajon. Those are the two we've come up with. He flew under the call sign Oddball and served as the leader of the Clone Flight Squad 7. Very exciting. That's kind oh, of a pilot got- name anyway. Right. The next one you have that you want to talk about is Grundel. Grundel. That sounds about right. Spelled G-R-U-N-D-E-H-L. Grundel. Ground clone trooper known as Aces, who was a member of the 212th Battalion under General Kenobi. Ooh, I know that guy. Ooh. Uh, Next. Aiden Skirata. <laughs> Aiden? All right, I would have just called him Aiden. <laughs> Aiden. I, the, the apostrophe changes up the enunciation. Oh, okay. Yeah. A apostrophe D E N S K I R A T A. Aden Scarada. That's what we got from Wink. AKA Aden or Aiden or Null 12 was an advanced recon commando sergeant. Nice. All right. All so right. the next one is Tarvin Lorica. Eureka! People say when they have an idea, right? Exactly. Tarvin Larika. T A R V Y N L A R E K A. A clone who was born, not cloned, near the end of the Clone Wars, had an accelerated aging rate. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last one is Drake. (laughs) Drake. I love this one. Like the rapper, Drake? I I guess. Um, clone clone captain who served in the Grand Army of the Republic. Drake. D-R-A-Y-K. And right. 
So I, I'm going to have to say that Grundel is the one that you made up. <laughs> you are correct. Yes. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say it was Drake. <laughs> I kind of, I was going to until I, I kind of started looking at the descriptions and mm. it just seemed a little more basic than the rest. And the fact that it was under General Kenobi, I found a little suspicious. Um, I found Drake's description a little suspicious too. Just clone captain who served <laughs> in the Grand Army of the Republic. That's as basic as it gets. But <laughs> there um, was more I could have written, but I wrote it basic, hoping you'd guess it. Yeah, well... <laughs> I I outsmarted <laughs> you this week. You got me. Drake is the Canadian clone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Urban podcast. Yeah, this is off the rails. All right, let's go into this. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? All righty, this week in Swoga, not a whole hell of a lot on my end, but. Um, I wanted to rebuild my Separatist-led bounty hunter team, and uh, I was kind of, that that was a spoiler for later, but um, I was hanging out <laughs> in the uh, modding Discord, there's a few thousand people in the Discord, specifically for modding, really cool, right up my alley, and I saw somebody mentioning the fast payout bounty hunter team, and... I've never had that strong of opinions on bounty hunters. I kind of have strong opinions for modding a few of the specific characters um, independently. But I hadn't really dug too much into them as a team. And I saw this idea and kind of sparked my interest. Kind of started looking at their kits a bit more with that idea in mind. And ultimately... Uh, what I did was I set up a turn order based team with the Jenga lead, Bosk, Zam, Django, and I already said Django. Jenga lead, Bosk, Zam, Boba, and um, and Dengar. So I set the turn order up to be Bosk as the fastest, then Zam, then Boba, then Django, then Dengar. And the idea here is because of um, Django's payout, which is damage um, a debuffed enemy 20 times, they have so much AoE. The idea is that you get everyone debuffed, and then AoE and the mass attacks will clock that turn, uh, you you know, the countdown on that pretty quickly. Um, Because, you know, obviously boss will go first, call the AoE, you'll probably get three to four attacks on debuffed enemies that way because Django and Boba both double tap. Then you have Zamgo who will throw out thermals and then you have a debuff on everyone is the idea. And then after that, you can have Boba come in AOE, Django AOE, Dengar AOE. And at that point, you should pretty much be to that threshold of 20 and get uh, Bounty Hunter Resolve on everybody. Then if you have the Zeta, of course, you're getting that 35% offense in addition to that. Uh, and your Django has damage immunity nice and early. So uh, I, I seems like a pretty cool idea. We'll see how it does. I'm going to test it in Grand Arena. I'm going to test it in Territory War, see how it does. Um, you know, of course, it required, you know, changing a few things up. I remodded Dengar to be a lot more focused on crit chance because, um, you know, he can basically damage 
do damage seven different times. He does an AoE with two additional damages. And, of course, if he gets three crits, he will remove 50% turn meter from everyone he crit. So I jacked his crit chance up as high as I could possibly get it. I think I got 75%, which is pretty good. Um, so that should lead to getting that 50% turn meter reduction on three to four characters. And with the speed that he is... Um, the entire other team should go and get some turn meter built up before Dengar goes. Dengar is one of those that unless you ability block him, it's kind of hard to stop him because you generally can't target him because uh, he stealths so early. So I'm kind of hoping that that'll work pretty well as far as, you know, um, getting all of my bounty hunters kind of to their third turn, you know, way, way before the opposing team has much of a chance to do anything. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, and now, of course, I'm on the fence about what, what to do with stuff because I'm saving up gear and saving up all sorts of stuff. And I want to, um, I'd like to Zeta Django and put a little bit more gear on him. But with these new clone reworks, I'm kind of on the fence because they might be needed for something. We'll kind of talk about that later. But um, <laughs> other than that, the only other thing I did was gear 12 zombie so um we modded zombie a little bit trying to make my night sister team a little bit more of a nightmare so did you say gear 12 yes he was only gear 11 yeah my zombie's been gear 11 forever uh, gotcha yeah crazy huh it's kind of crazy i i gear 13 to three of the night sisters before i ever took zombie to gear 12 Yeah, see, you've been talking about so many Night Sisters going to Gear Thirteen. I was like, did he misspeak? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Well, I mean, her dying a lot works with Mother Talzin lead. I mean, she dies pretty quickly, and Talzin, or you know, you start getting the uh, um, they they can get past Zombie, start killing other characters, and then start getting the revives, and then of course Daka stacking the health and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it works well. Very nice, very nice. So what about you? What'd you do this week? All right, so the last couple of weeks I was doing live streams on Thursday afternoon because they had the Padme event, then they had the Malik event. But this Thursday, there weren't any events going on, so rather than just stream me doing dailies, I uh, made a video instead of the strategy for Dark Side Geo territory battles that Future of the Order, my alt guild, did on the last... Um, on the last GOTB. So if you are a guild in the, you know, I think the lowest they recommended was 80 million GP. So if you're in the 80 million to like 200, these, this strat will work for you. Uh, definitely work for you. But I made a video of it. It's on our YouTube. It's basically how we got, went from nine stars to 15 stars in one, from one TB to another. So basically added six more stars to our total. Uh, just using this strategy. So if you are getting low stars in GOTB, getting frustrated with it, thinking about going back to Hoth, I would definitely uh, recommend checking out that video and uh, giving that a try before you go back because uh, 15, the 15-star 15 um, rewards that we got were a lot better than the ones that we were getting from the 9-stars. So uh, definitely worth checking out. So go to our YouTube and you can find that. And uh, 
I know our YouTube, so I'll let you all know what it is. It's youtube.com slash shattered order pod. If you go there, you will find our all our videos that we put up in the past few weeks, as well as the one that I put up yesterday about uh, low GP guild uh, dark side geo stars. So go check that out if you haven't. Uh, as well, I gear 12 geo brute alpha. I finished that today. Uh, that would have been a cause for celebration because it would have finished off all of my separatists at gear 12. <laughs> but now I have a level 51, or sorry, level 53 gear one seven star Django staring at me <laughs> on that page with the rest of my gear 12 separatists. So whatever I was going to do, which I think was going to be Padme next, is going to be Django, and then it'll be Padme. So uh, I'm going for, I'm gearing up Django now. We need to get some but, gear uh, on him anyway. Get that GP up. Help oh, us yeah. with those deployments. Good grief. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm at now. I think my I think my main account has finally surpassed my alt. I don't know how that wow. happens, but I think it's happened. So I think I'm at 4.3 now on my main account. But uh, what else here? Oh, I seven. This is awesome news as well. So okay. the first, the thing I just said about Django has to do with the update. So we'll talk about that here in a second. This next thing has to do with the update as well. I just seven starred Sith Fighter this week. So I've I've been working on that thing since it came off with just extra energy. So like maybe two and three sims a day back when I had other fleet farms going, and I just kind of slowly worked towards the Sith Fighter. Finally finished it off, seven stars, which finished every single fleet farm for me until wow. today. <laughs> so now I got, nice. I'm totally free to switch up to the new character that has dropped in fleet farms, and I am totally okay with that. So not too shabby. Been a pretty decent week for me. Hell yeah. Doesn't sound too bad at all. Um, I'm loving it. Although I am... I'm about 20 um, Ebon Hawk shards from going back to the crew node. Oh, nice. Heck yeah, getting close. Yeah. Nice, except I I like feeling like I'm working towards something, which I don't feel like I'm doing farming cruise node. No, you're but, working... When you're farming cruise node, you're working towards <laughs> gear. Very important. Yeah, that's that one's harder to uh, see. I mean, see the numbers going up, but I get what you're saying. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. You ready to move on to this next thing? Let's do it. Strong with us. This update is Young Padawans. Update. Very exciting stuff. The best news of the week. I, the, I mean, we knew it was coming. We didn't know when, and this is just... I think everyone should be equally excited about this. It's just... it's. I'm so freaking stoked for this. All right, so if you don't already know, the Grand Arena is returning on the 26th. Who's with me? I'm happy. Yeah. I love Grand Arena. Super fun. When it's not around, it feels... The game feels very slow. It does, for sure. Yep. So... I still wish the rewards were better, but um, 
It's the best game mode. I, I absolutely love it. It's a hell of a lot of fun. And uh, I, I got a, I, I got a little wager going. And I got across Saul and I got a, got across Tesh. It's gonna happen. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Haven't you? Oh no, you haven't. Let's not go Tess. there. Let's not go there. <laughs> um, that's beside the point. Oh my bad. Okay, sorry. Um, so the other, well, Django, Django got the separatist tag. That. I don't think anyone knew that was coming. Like everything else, no, like, we, we expected, that, but that came out of left field, like just totally out of nowhere. During the Q and A, I believe it was the Q and A episode, someone asked about why Django was in a separatist, and I explained it away, not thinking it would ever happen. And here we are. So, Django put in a separatist tag for the time that he spent with them, working for them. So there it is. That like I was reading through the update, right? And I'm looking at things, seeing little lines of little lines of update and reading through them thinking, okay, that's not very important. We knew that was coming. You know, we knew Java Scavenger was getting changed, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly I'm like, did that just say Django got a new tag? Yeah. And then not only that, right? So let me bring this up on the uh Are you talking about his payout? Yes. If he has a separatist leader. He automatically gets his payout from the very beginning. Yep. Automatically gets two turns of damage immunity right off the beginning of the match. Yes. And so, um, it's another separatist ally. Uh, so I'm assuming that that does not count if he is the leader, unfortunately. But any other separatist and... Um, you know, he starts out with that yeah. damage immunity, which which is freaking awesome. I mean, that is one kick-ass payout. So, um, yeah, I am. I'm definitely liking it. Um, it's going to be hard to not invest a little bit more in Django. I mean, I'm kind of. It, it would have been interesting if they did this and then added him as a Geonosis hero too. Yes. Because I've always wondered why he wasn't in that as well. But now he's a separatist. It's like, well, he died there. Can Shouldn't he be a yep. quote-unquote hero? So, so. Th- this basically means right off the bat, it's damage immunity. And the other part is the plus 50% offense. So you don't have to wait for him to get that offense stacked up. And he is obviously a pretty kick-ass damage dealer. So uh, this is... Pretty awesome. I'm pretty stoked about it. Might end up being, well, not on my main account, but maybe on my alt. Might be the guy I end up trying under as that Newt. fifth spot under yep. Poggle. I am. Oh, is it Newt? I think it's yes. Poggle in phase one. Well, the there's, there, yeah, at the top, there's the Poggle one with the bugs. And then down mm-hmm. below that, the one for the currency is the one with Newt, B2, B1, uh, somebody else, Droideka, I think. And um, and then a fifth, and has to be a separatist though. But I am going to use uh, Django and see if I can finally beat that thing because I used Dooku last time, made it to four out of four. But I was so damaged by that point, I didn't have much that I could do. But I kind of think that having Django in there, an actual damage dealer, should be pretty beneficial. Well, if this game would load quicker, I'll tell you why. I think well, I kind of want to take Grievous out and put uh, Django under that poggle lead and that is because the game has finally opened um poggle's lead 
is Separatist allies have 30% offense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so 30% offense, add that to his other offense he gains from his payout. And he's going to be. Uh, so he basically gets damage. 80% additional offense. In addition to that, Poggle gives offense up. Um, is his. Actually, let me make sure his offense up is still everybody. Um, yeah, separatist allies. So also, so yeah, he can get uh, offense up and um, you know have that eighty percent additional offense, which is going to be pretty nasty, I think. Yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting for sure. If he wasn't gear one on my main, I would try it this week, but I don't think he's going to make the cut this time around. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting um, for sure. Slight detour. Have you had this uh, Woodchuck Hard Cider Amber? Oh, yeah. I love Woodchuck. Woodchuck is good stuff. This is fantastic. I'm super impressed. This is delicious. They used to sell Woodchuck, like, the summer version. No, the the summer and the winter versions of Woodchuck. I used to buy, like, I probably put my grocery store out of business, (laughs) at least for that. But nice. they haven't been selling it recently. I don't know why. I'm I'm pretty impressed. I hadn't had this before, so I'm, I've had woodchuck before, but uh, certainly not this one. I don't remember what it was I had exactly, but this amber hard cider is super good. Delicious. All right, what else happened in the update? The shock tea. Do 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 do. She's farmable. <laughs> uh, very exciting stuff. Pull up that little image I sent you on. Um, up on live stream. Uh, All right. So here's the deal. If you look at this thing, what you will see is a breakdown of uh, the crystals per shard on a 20 energy node. So shock T's node, for example. Uh, on the left, you see the cost to do uh, node refresh. Uh, one is basically just a placeholder. But... Um, and then across the top, you have the crystal spent per energy refresh. So node refresh going down the left, energy going across the top, and you can figure out what it costs. So let's say if you're trying to decide if you want to spend a 50 energy crystal refresh in addition to a 100 crystal energy refresh, you would end up spending 80 crystals per shard based on 33% drop rate, which is exactly what you would spend if you just bought the shards from the store. Um, of course, if you go up from that to a 100 crystal node refresh, even at 50 uh, crystal energy, you're spending a little bit more than you would at shipment. So basically, what I'm telling you is if you're going to spend 100 crystals on an energy refresh, don't go any higher than a 25 crystal node refresh. But if you are spending 50 crystals per energy refresh, you can go all the way up to the 50 uh, crystal node refresh and you will be A-OK. I like it. So hopefully in that's other words, easy to understand. I'm going to do two refreshes on my 350 node or energy refreshes and I should be good. And you should that's be That's my plan. Yep. I like it. Good to know. Indeed. Good stuff. Yep. I'm going to um I'm gonna be farming that one super hard. Um because 
she's a Jedi, and uh, it's not because she has clone synergy, because I don't like clones, but I like Jedi. <laughs> Lee, speaking of stuff that I don't like... I feel like you're going to hate clones even more soon. Actually, not quite. I will explain why. Why don't you tell right, us right. what happened with the clones this week? All right, so the 501st clones which include Rex, Fives, and Echo, all got reworks. Cody did not get a rework. He is a 212th Battalion clone, for those that don't know. So, yes, Wink, 212th Battalion was commanded by General Kenobi. So that wasn't made up Okay. earlier. <laughs> Good but, to know. Yes. Uh, Cody is not 501st, so the only 501st they had in the game are Rex, Fives, and Echo, and all three of them got reworks as well. Weird, out of nowhere, Ahsoka Tano got a touch-up, which kind of uh, added a little bit to one of her abilities to include 501st uh, Synergy. And uh, that makes sense thematically because... She was uh, Anakin's Padawan, and Anakin was the leader of the 501st. So that's so that's why you see that going on Ahsoka, because whenever Ahsoka was there with Anakin, she was also chilling with the uh, 501st. So okay. there is that. So if that's all the things for the update, then I'm going to go straight into these, into these up reworks. Let's do it. Because I'm going to start with Echo because I like his. Well, so before we specifically talk about the reworks, I, I want to talk about so the developer insights uh, little page thing on the forums. Link is in the show notes. Uh, you can find that down there. But there's a really interesting phrase that people have been discussing, and that is. Quote, following the commands of a Jedi general, Clone Captain Rex leads the 501st into the heat of battle. Um, following the commands of a Jedi general? Yeah, why don't they just name him? <laughs> who Who is the Jedi general for Captain Rex? General Skywalker. General Skywalker? Interesting. Or General hmm. Pong Krell for one one or two episodes of uh, Clone Wars. So, um, I just kind of want to mention that we will come back to this, but uh, let's go ahead and go over these reworks. All right, so we'll start off with the Echo. All right, so Echo, and I'm going to start with Echo because he was the one that I felt like needed the most. And uh, so it's it's interesting to see what they did with him. Um, I don't know if they updated their rework. I don't know if they updated the rework pages because they did come out with a post today saying that with some clone kit clarification. So we'll go over those after we read the, uh, the kits just to make sure we get everything right. But Echo... Strengths. Copy that. Unique assists allies. Follows up allied critical hits with critical hits. EMP grenades stuns all droid enemies. That's new. Domino squad. Unique grants powerful synergy with fives. All right. So here we go. Basic ability. Supporting fire. 
His old text was deal physical damage to target enemy and grant 20% turn meter to another random ally with less than 50% turn meter. Final text updated for the new basic. Deal physical damage to target enemy and grant 15% turn meter to another random ally with less than 50% turn meter. This attack deals 15% more damage if Echo has crit damage up. So, uh, damage up will make him hit a little bit harder. And there's something else I'll mention when we get a little further down into the unique that makes this rework just really amazing for him. But uh, well, the, gra- the tur- turn meter was dropped 5% for whatever reason. I think that has to do with the clarification that they posted today about mm-hmm. the turn meter, possible turn turn meter loop that would involve re- uh, correct Echo. So there's that. Uh, second up, Hold EMP on. grenade. All right, you got something. One interesting thing. How do clones get crit damage up? I don't know. I was thinking that same thing, and I don't really know Shakti's... uh... They don't. Oh, they don't. Okay, so me thinking that wasn't in anyone's kit was not an anomaly then. That is true. They gave him specific synergy with something that no clone has. And that no one yeah. would rationally put with clones' gifts. Just that is a good point. Throwing and that out there, a a point to ponder. And it is if if we if anything we've noticed with new rework kits is things like this, and it usually points towards something coming. So yes, whether that is a general Anakin Skywalker or a new clone, we will find out. But I think that is you're definitely onto something there. So, next up, you have EMP Grenade, cooldown of four. Final text, old, deal special damage to all enemies and dispel all positive status effects on them. Next, the updated version, deal special damage to all enemies and dispel all buffs on them. Stun all droid enemies. I like this. Yeah, it changes from positive status effects to buffs. And then they add on that it stuns all droid enemies, which is really... I've watched some videos today on YouTube of this team facing off against General Grievous and it just being... it wrecking shop, so... Yeah, I mean, that stun... Stunning all droids, I mean, an AoE like that is just... That's pretty nasty stuff. Um, We've we've kind of really been needing a really good counter to these General Grievous teams, and this could be the way to go. See, I've never had any problem with Grievous, but it does take using Je- Jedi Knight Revan. So that's what I use as being well. Being able to do it with clones instead, and you leave him for something else, would be perfect. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, as for Drew and chat, there are so many clones they could bring in. There are a ton of clones, but when I looked over the 500 first names, there's only one besides their sergeant, which I can't even remember his name at this point. Besides their sergeant, the only other name I remembered was Hardcase. So those are the two I would look for, Hardcase or the Sergeant Pace, something like that. But I don't know. As far as 500 first go, I don't know who else they would put. Uh kicks yeah that is that does sound familiar i don't remember seeing that on the list but i'm sure it is um copy that 
unique one, previously called follow-up. It used to be whenever another ally uses a basic ability during their turn, Echo has a 30% chance to assist. Dealing, this is the kicker right here. This is what it used to be. Dealing 40% less damage. He already didn't do a ton of damage, but now he's doing 40% less on his assist. So when he assists, it was like an Ewok assisting wigs and just tickling them for a little extra damage. Uh, this assist chance is doubled if the attacking ally is a clone. Uh, final text. Whenever another clone trooper or 501st ally uses their basic ability during their turn, Echo assists. The 40% less damage is gone. He's just using his basic now. Yeah. The basic, which has that crit damage uh, up 15% uh, bonus that we're not even getting to use yet. Um, whenever another clone trooper or 501st ally critically hits an enemy, Echo's next attack will be a critical hit. So, he is... He is no longer, um, it's no longer a 30% chance to assist. He's going to assist. And on top of that, if they crit, he's going to crit. Um, I got a video I'll play while we're reading a little bit of the other stuff with this clone rework, but assists doing 27k crits from Echo. It's just way, way better than it used to be. And he is just... This rework made him way better than he was. Yes. And he was pretty good before. Um, but, the, I mean, this is this is next level. Because uh, you also have the, you know, every time he comes in and assists, that basically, I think the important thing is that it gives the 15% turn meter, which is awesome. Was pretty, which pretty much, if you have a full clone team, is every turn. And on top of that, even if you just have Shakti in there and lose one, four out of five turns... Yep. He's going to be adding turn meter to the team. So, um, real quick in chat, Joker says that in the GOTB clone, Sergeant can give crit damage up with a second special. In the GOTB, maybe the NPC one, but they didn't add it to the rework. Oh, that makes sense. But I mean, they don't you normally, the rework kits don't normally go to the NPCs. Which is why that yeah, uh, Embo in <laughs> on the Cantina node is still annoying, but not half as annoying as he would be with the character kit. Well, I mean, it is weird that there were two clones completely untouched. Um, yeah, granted, they're both pretty good. Um, well, maybe they'll take the name Clone uh, Sergeant off of him and name him actually. And make him a 212th Battalion clone. Ooh. And then add, add another faction tag. I don't know. That'd that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. And then have a 212th rework? I don't know. Never know. Um, that last do unique Domino Squad, previously called by the book, used to be clone allies recover 7% of their max health whenever they use their basic. This effect cannot trigger more than two times before their next turn and is disabled if Echo is defeated. It is now with a Zeta. Clone Trooper and 501st allies have plus 20% crit chance. That does not stack, so it doesn't matter if you're a Clone Trooper and a 501st. It's a straight 20% crit chance. When an enemy evades an attack from a Clone Trooper or 501st ally, Echo deals damage to them equal to 20% of their max health, which can't be evaded. Woo. Yeah, it's nasty. 
And lastly, if Fives is present, Echo deals 100% more damage when Fives is taunting or has 100% defense when Fives is not taunting. And we'll get to Fives' kit, and you'll see that yep. he's going to be taunting a lot. So well, you're and going not to be getting that, even more damage. Out but, of I mean, he kind of has a reverse of this ability in which the two of these characters kind of help each other depending on if Fives is taunting, you know. That's... It's some pretty neat synergy there, actually. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. There was a question Um, that I wanted to answer. Where did it go? I did not say a question that you wanted to answer, but I'm also not in your head, so. Yeah. I don't know where it went. Well. All right, we'll keep, we'll move on. Go ahead and uh, you start Rex and I'm going to start this video for people. Um, You want me to start Rex or Fives? Well, I figured you wanted to do Rex because be Rex honest. is the only one you use. Actually, I want to do fives because... All right, well, then you go ahead and do fives. For multiple reasons. But one of the reasons is because I love that ship. The Umbaran Starfighter <laughs> is freaking fantastic. So, um, I'm going to talk about fives. All right, so here's what they did with fives. They didn't change anything on his basic ability. It still has the possible double tap with the speed down. No change there. Uh, His first special, Cover Fire, has a three-turn cooldown. The old text was, deal physical damage target enemy and call a random ally to assist. If the assisting ally is cloned, both attackers deal 75% more damage. The new text says, deal physical damage target enemy and call target ally to assist. If the assisting ally is a clone trooper or 501st, both attackers deal 35% more damage. At the end of his turn, if no allies are taunting, fives taunts for two turns. Two turns, meaning if he's the only taunter on the team, he's going to be taunting a lot. Yes, and because this is on every a... turn, unless it's dispelled, he's going to have taunt... It's going to refresh over and over and over. Well, it's on a three-turn cooldown, but he taunts for two turns. In combination with something we're going to talk about here later, he can constantly taunt. Requires the Zeta for the constant taunt based on that ability, though. Um, I reworked his leader ability. Instead of clone allies gaining 65 defense and other allies half that, Clone Trooper allies have plus 50% defense, and other allies gain half that amount. 501st allies... Oh, there was the yawn I've been waiting on. Uh, 501st allies gain protection over time, 5% for two turns whenever they are critically hit. Not too bad. protection over times. Yes, (laughs) that is true, but you probably don't want to use it. Um, Just because they're probably better leads. But his unique one... Domino Squad. His old one was that he has a 85% counter chance and plus 50% counter damage. Gains 15% turn meter whenever another clone ally takes damage and 7.5% when a non-clone ally takes damage. So here's the new final text. uh, And this is, of course, with the Zeta. Fives has 85% counter chance. Fives gains 15% turn mirror whenever another clone ally or 501st ally takes damage and half that amount for other allies. So all that's pretty much unchanged other than warding. If Echo is present, 
fives has plus 100% defense while taunting or deals 100% more damage when not taunting. Not too shabby. Okay. Which one? Domino Squad. Which one? What? Okay. The Zeta didn't really change. The Z- yeah, the Zeta did For Domino Squad. Correct. Because I was like, I have that Zeta. I guess yep. it still stays the same. Okay Zeta I've always had. Yep. I... But. I don't have to do it, at least now. Yeah. Well, I kind of wish I had it because it made a ship better, but I haven't done it yet. However, his unique two tactical awareness, I might consider doing. Um, oh, man. So sure. this was an ability he did not have before this. So this is entirely new uh, on the thing. It says uh, fin- like an old text, but this is actually just a new ability. Um, and the final text with Zeta. Fives cannot be revived. When another 501st clone trooper ally would be defeated while Fives is active, they recover 100% health and Fives is defeated instead. If Fives is defeated this way, 501st clone trooper allies gain his max health, max protection, speed, and offense stats in addition to their own until the end of battle. I mean, that's a lot of stats, especially since he's a tank. Damn, that's a lot of protection. That max health and protection coming off of a fives is freaking huge. Mm, yes, no doubt about it. Um, so, if you're going to throw a Zeta on him, we might as well, real quick, talk about how to mod him. Because you're giving all these stats to people. However, I got to say, I, I, I went ahead and remodded fives. I didn't even look for speed on him. I was strictly looking for the other stats he gives. Health, protection, offense. Because, based on a statistical percentage, any speed that you're giving him is going to be a pretty small amount, percentage-wise, that you're actually giving to everybody whenever he dies. However, health and protection, just because of what those give, focusing on those is definitely going to be the way to go. Um, same with offense, you know, you can get some pretty good numbers from offensive, secondaries, primaries, whatever. Um, I'm not even worrying about speed. I mean, the speed is nice, but uh, for me, it's going to be all about the survivability and the offense. Well, I mean, with him, it was always, um, since I had the Zeta forever, I never really worried about speed for him because of all the Terminator he gets. Um so I always built him for survivability. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. That's how mine. That's pretty much always been uh, modded, so it'll work out well. Yeah. All right. I I like it. I'll be curious to see what it's like. You know, actually using them um, because I'm also not going to be using a full clone team most likely because they're not there. Um, so. You know, I'm not going to be quite as worried about, you know, honestly, if I'm using Clone Sergeant, you know, I might be focusing a little bit more on offense. Um, you know, kind of varies because Fives actually has pretty good offense numbers compared to comparatively, you know. So, oh yeah, give, for sure. giving those numbers because, you know, each ability has a damage multiplier. His damage 
I, I'm just assuming based on damage that I see from him, his damage multiplier is going to be quite a bit lower. So whenever he gives that offense to other characters that have a higher damage multiplier, I mean, they're going to see some pretty significant boosts. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. I kind of want to throw this Zeta on him just because it does seem pretty legit to say the least. I mean, it almost seems like I mean, I have to play with them a little bit to see how often the other clones are dying when he's taunting all the time. But it does it. it it's a nice oh crap button, Zeta, to yeah. make the rest of them once he dies really good. And I have a I'm willing to bet that that's going to be a huge thing for the light side territory battle is have knowing those squishy squishy clones are in there getting. <laughs> their faces murdered and being able to bring them back and have them become not squishy because fives just gave him all his stats. Um, I think that'll be huge for that specifically. So we'll see. But five, uh, early game fives was uh, like in the first like two, three months of this game, fives was my favorite character in this game. Like he was just, he was the character I had that was really annoying because I didn't have Dooku. So I always had fives in my arena team Dude, because when he, he came out was oh annoying. My God. So it was the worst. I loved fives just for the fact that people would avoid you mm-hmm. specifically because you had fives in there. Well, remember then. when he first came out, there was a bug to where he all, basically always double tapped. Oh my God. It was a horrible well, yeah. Yeah, well, that was when they introduced the Megas, right? Yes. Because he never had the double tap before Omegas. Yes. He had the first amazing Omega in this game. uh, That was the thing, right? Yeah. The Omega... Okay, so he had the first amazing Omega for everything but the pit. And from once the second you put it on him, he was no longer the guy that got you speed down in the pit because his double taps gave, gave the opponent so much turn meter... It was an, it was wor- not worth using him for speed down, but oh, that's yeah. a trip down memory lane. <laughs> but we'll move on to uh, to Rex now. Okay. So Rex. Oh man! So we were all so worried about the leadership of Rex because it's always been so freaking good. Well, before we even get into it, I'll just say this: it is still good. So all our fears. We're uh, dispelled. We don't have to worry about it. He's <laughs> still good for. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that's off the top. But everything else uh, also looking really good, especially his uh, own annihilate almost, it seems like. But we'll move into abilities. Your basic impeding shot used to be deal physical damage to target enemy and remove 25% turn meter. Also, another reason you used Rex in the pit. Because he removed turn meter on his basic. If you had Rex, because he was a Rhodium, and half the people didn't have him. That's true. But deal physical damage to target enemy and remove 25% turn meter. So the original basic's still there, but now he gets grant potency up for one turn to a random 501st clone trooper ally who doesn't have it. That's going to be huge for your territory battle, for sure. 
Yep. We know how big potency up is in dark side territory battles. I am willing to bet it'll be the exact same in light side. Uh, special one, form up, previously known as squad discipline. Got a new... Uh, Got a new look to it. I don't know if you see it up there on your screen. For all you listening to the audio podcast, go check out the, the post on the forums. But basically, he just steps forward, crosses his arms. It looks pretty cool. Uh, it's actually the crossed arms with the pistols picture is a pretty famous uh, piece of art if you look up Rex on the internet. So I'm not surprised ah, that they actually interesting. used that. Didn't know that. So Before, he uh, just raised one of his blasters in the air, right? Yep, that did that's what it used to be. That is gone completely. This is no more, no more shooting. They're promoting less shooting in the air during Fourth of July by changing this. So, <laughs> final text: Old dispel all negative status effects on all allies and grant them tenacity up for three turns. Clone allies gain sixty percent turn meter plus an additional ten percent turn meter for each effect dispelled this way. And other allies gain half that amount. That is the old one. The new one is dispel all debuffs, not negative status effects, but debuffs, uh, updating the wording to be right, on all allies and grant them tenacity up for three turns. Clone trooper allies gain 60% turn meter plus an additional 10% turn meter for each debuff, debuff dispelled this way. The other allies gain half these amounts. So it's the same ability, only they changed it from yeah. negative status effects to debuffs. So basically, no change in the real way it works. So yeah, basically, it's just putting it on par with all other abilities, and uh, not being confusing using old terminology, which he is an old character that has always been great. So this is the biggest one to me. This special two, which is now called aerial advantage, a little bit previous- of an upgrade here. Yeah, a little bit. Previously called subdue. If you're looking on your screen, you can see this. He now kind of jumps in the air using his rocket pack to hold him up there while he shoots. The old animation was him just standing there. The old animation was awesome, I thought. I mean, the update, update, new animation, pretty cool. The old one was he just stood there and blasted for like two or three seconds, and I thought that one was just crazy. Being able to shoot that fast, it was it was pretty cool. But the new one is is cool, too. Uh, final text, old, deal physical damage to target enemy plus bonus damage equal to 25% of target's max health. The new version, deal physical damage to target enemy plus bonus damage equal to 25% of the target's max health. Sounds familiar from the old one. Mm-hmm. Except for each turn a clone trooper ally has taken during this encounter. This ability starts on cooldown. So he's getting 25% of target's health max Max health damage for each turn a clone trooper has taken. Yeah. That's so getting laid into a battle, especially in territory battles where the battles take a while, this is mm-hmm. going to be, you know, one shots at a point. So uh, basically, um, no. not going to be real effective against Malik or Kylo's, but damn, I mean, you get a few turns and. I mean, he's going to wipe out anyone. It's yeah, it's for sure. Pretty awesome. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a great it's great update. Great upgrade for sure. I, I can't believe that they buffed Rex. I mean, <laughs> right? I, 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 I could have swore that there was some sort of nerf coming and no, no, he just got better. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's continues to make Rex one of the best characters in the game. No doubt. 
I mean, if this was not clone troopers, but just allies turns, that would have been ridiculous. So they at least uh, curbed his ridiculousness oh, yes. to a clone team. But geez, uh, old the old faithful leader ability. Clone allies gain 20% max health and other allies gain half that amount. In addition, whenever an ally suffers a crit hit, all clone allies gain 15% turn meter and other allies gain half that amount. Now updated, clone trooper allies and 500 first allies have plus 20% max health. This includes this increases doubled for 500 first clone troopers and halved for other allies. This was also in that uh, post they made of uh, just kind of telling you what these things meant. Uh, clone troopers are going to get 20% max health. 500 first allies are going to get 40% health. And everyone else is going to get 10% health, if I'm remembering that correctly. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's right here on the screen. 500 first only characters get 20% max health. So Asuka Tano, who we'll talk about here in a second, who is listed 500 first now, uh, will get 20% max health. Which is why they differentiated between clone troopers and 500 first, because it covers both of those things. Yeah. In addition, whenever an ally suffers a crit hit, all clone trooper allies gain 50% turn meter and all other allies gain half that amount. So the biggest thing that make, made this uh, group good, this ability good, is still there. So you still get the 10% max health for everyone and the 7% turn meter for everyone. So buffed the leader ability and kept the old leader ability intact. Perfect update for this. Totally agree. Unique captain of the 501st. Final text updated with a Zeta. All 501st allies, meaning right now, him, Echo, and Rex, have plus 4% speed for each 501st ally present at the start of battle. All 501st clone trooper allies reduce their own... Oh, sorry. 501st allies also includes uh, Sokotano, so there's four. I was about to say that. Other 501st clone trooper allies reduce their own ability cooldowns by one at the start of each of their turns. So you read that other part. That means anyone other than Rex will reduce their ability cooldowns by one at the start of their turn. If Ahsoka Tano is an ally, she gains crit hit immunity for two turns whenever she falls below 100% health. So just another way to keep her alive with Rexes in the party. Yep. Um... So right now there are four 501st, and if you have all of them on there, obviously, you get 16% additional speed. I mean, that's better than a mod set. That's pretty decent speed. Not too shabby at all. Um, The reduction of the cooldowns is the big thing, because... Rex's special that starts on cooldown, the, the possible nuclear bomb... You know, it's on a four-turn cooldown. Having the Zeta on his unique ability will cut that down to two turns. Um, so basically, every other turn he can use that. Um, so should be interesting. Kind of digging it. Yeah, it's this is this will be real good, especially for those uh, the AOE from Echo. Yep. The assist for Rex. I mean, even the heals from Ahsoka. So having those cooldowns being dropped down is perfect. Yep. 
Lastly, Ahsoka Tano touch-up. Why don't you hit us with that last piece? Um, Ahsoka Tano touch-up. Now, there wasn't a whole lot here, but there was a little bit. One of the big things, of course, is the 501st tag. That is huge. Um, and really, the only kit change is her basic ability. Uh, that basically, all it does, it's the exact same ability other than it adds. If another 501st ally is present, Ahsoka recovers 15% health. So, not much going on there, but she does have the synergy and the tag, and now a little bit better health recovery, which is totally cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm digging it. I got a question, and I'm curious. The way that they added 500 first to her, let's say they do add General Skywalker. Do you think that they will change her abilities to synergize with General Skywalker instead of Anakin Skywalker? I'm obviously not familiar enough with the Clone Wars cartoon series to really have a strong opinion on this one way or the other. Because uh, honestly, until today, I wasn't even aware that Anakin was technically a general. So, you know, it's... I, I can't really say that strongly one way or the other. Um, I'm just curious because they added 500 first to her. And then they added this to her basic, which to me makes me think if they are adding uh, Skywalker, that they're going to want you to take her out of a Padme team and add her. They're going to give her synergy with the 501st and a new Skywalker. So do you think it's more likely that we get a new Skywalker or a complete rework? Because they made all that synergy with... Jedi well, I don't think they'll do a rework. That's why I think that they would make a new Skywalker. I agree. For 501st over making a different one because then they totally destroy the Padme uh Anakin Skywalker synergy. Exactly. I totally agree so. with you. And the from my view of what I know, the Padme and Jedi Knight Anakin synergy that's like Clone Wars movie episode two synergy. All of this is way more Clone Wars cartoon series synergy. And so, you know, I would expect that they would go a different route there. And um, like I said, maybe bring in a general uh, Skywalker. So hypothetically... If they were to introduce a general Skywalker, because as we mentioned in the uh, the developer insights, they talk about under a Jedi general. So, if you are looking at the live stream, this is the version of Anakin I would see them bringing in for five hundred first. Okay, the one that he always wore the the chess piece. Uh, basically his battle, Jedi battle regalia that kind of looks like the same type of armor that General Kenobi in the game now has. Only his isn't the white version. He's got the red in there with the black and the shoulder pads and everything else. Okay. So this is what I would see if they did add a General Skywalker. That would be cool. I like it. Um... And and Joker, I can, I, I agree with you. That it's too close chronologically to need a different character, but they cannot add the synergy with Padme and him, as well as 501st and him, 
and have you have to choose between those two characters. Uh, you've seen five Hans, so I would not be surprised to see totally a Skywalker fair. that's near to the just Anakin Skywalker. I mean, Stormtrooper Han and Han who Han shot Solo. first are <laughs> 15 Literally minutes. Literally the exact the, same character. Yeah, like they get on the ship and then fly and then boom. It's like, it's like the time lapse there is nothing. So... We know how close they can tie this stuff in. And so so here's the big question. If we were to get General Skywalker, how do you think we would get him? Would it be a legendary? Would it be a hero's journey? Would it be um, whatever these new events are, like the Malik-style event? What would you expect to get General Skywalker? Um, Clones. So, honest. <laughs> so what would you think? Heroes? Um, Heroes journey? See, this is the other... This is where we also get into a uh, a problem. Because we've all talked about uh, fallen Anakin or, you know, uh, Mustafar Darth Vader, as I'm going to call him from now on. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I think that if we do get a general... Skywalker, we're not going to see a Mustafar Darth Vader. Hmm. So, if it is, if it's one or the other, I think either of them will be heroes. And I think that you'll need Padme, um, say Padme, Kenobi, ah, some of the clones, things like that. Okay, I could, that would be interesting. I, I could, see I mean, that. think of it this way. Here, we're rounding out the end of the year, and that okay. is when we usually get Heroes Journey characters, or at least the first of the year. And, well, we're, we're going to be going into Episode 9 here pretty soon, so I would assume that they're going to want to start trying to wrap up this Clone Wars stuff here before too long, because they're going to have to get um, jumping on Episode 9 here pretty soon. Now, as far as General Skywalker... Padme being a requirement, I could totally see. I mean, it could be one of those things that it's like, okay, let me restart. What if, what do you think the odds of this are? A General Skywalker who is leading the clones, because correct me if I'm wrong, but when he goes to the Jedi Palace and kills the younglings, that's your old Skywalker leading clones, right? He is leading clones. Yes. I mean, that's that's his army that he's the general of, if I'm not mistaken. So they could be doing some sort of event where either clones or Padme and every, you know, Padme, General Kenobi, and like all of these are required to, um, you know, lead into the beginning of Darth Vader. I mean, they, they could almost make like him in transition from light to dark Skywalker. I mean, they have so many options based on when this happens. They, they did, um, what am I drawing a blank? Revan, dark side and light side. They did them separate. It would be interesting to see a character that was both. 
That is true. I'm an, I'm I, I'm really interested just just to find out what the hell's going on here because are we just getting clones? Are we getting? I mean, people have thrown out the idea of Kai Adamundi, but he was never a leader of the 501st. So I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting going forward to find out what this actually. What actually is going to happen with this? Because I don't think we're going to have to wait too long. I think it's obviously in the next month to a month and a half we're going to know. But yeah, I'd, I'd be working on my light, my light side teams. Uh, Neo Venom. Once, you, once you're ready for the uh, dark side geos, uh, switch over ASAP. Neo Venom brings up an interesting point in live chat. Um, he's Lord Vader when he attacks the temple, so he wasn't a general, which is kind of a good point. That would make sense. Um, yeah, Mustafar, Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, so so he would almost have to be light side. That does that certainly makes sense. But I don't know if he's. He could still be General Skywalker because he is the general of those clones. I don't know. This is a this is kind of a messy situation. Uh, I don't know. I'm just curious to see what we end up getting. Wasn't there like a leak earlier this year that was talking about some sort of um, some sort of Skywalker general something or another? Do Do you recall what I'm talking about? Um, I don't remember what you're talking about. Specifically, I do remember some leaks of some things that we've all kind of brushed off at this point. Yes, because some of it turned out to be clearly not true. Um, yeah, and that that was about December of last year. That screenshot with the all the leaked info on it was the thing I'm thinking so. of is a little bit more recent than that. But um, yeah, who who knows? We'll see. Um, huh. Clones would be an option for getting him. Um, that's certainly a possibility. But, I mean, it could be like one of those things that's Padme in 501st or something like that. Somewhere it's super specific where you have to have five specific characters uh, be one of those type events. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all because, hey, that's what they did with, um, what's her face? RJT was you had the legendary BB-8 that you had to get, and then you had to have all the specific characters to then get that next progressed character. Could be the same thing with Padme, um, where Padme is required to get the next Skywalker. Agreed. I guess we will find out. Indeed. So let's go ahead and move on to the other, not an update, but kind of a... Here's some info on future dealings here. All right, let me play this. Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. Where on the calendar, we have no idea that's the problem. But <laughs> something's this, in the In this quarter... This quarter. We know that. It's this quarter. Next update. Next update. I mean, that sounds off the game. It also says in the top of this uh, this uh, relic amplifiers update. It also says in a few weeks, with the introduction of our next progression. Woo! Getting close. This will be quick. Getting now close. 
So basically, the next in the next update, we are getting relic amplifiers, and that means they are closing off additional gear tiers for all characters. Meaning, gear thirteen, end of the line for gear. So, at least for the th six boxes around your character. So this is really interesting because we kind of touched on this previously about how weird it is. Every piece of gear gives fixed stats up until that gear 12 finisher. And we were talking about how this was some sort of balancing aspect to kind of try and balance all the characters by giving them either... A lot of these characters either get things... Primarily, it's things that they already do well. They kind of get improved on that. There are some instances of characters getting things that... They don't do well getting a little bit extra of that, but for the most part, it was finishing rounding out the characters, which they have not done before, which was really interesting. We talked about what that next progression would be because we expected that there was something else coming because of the difficulty of the territory battle. We expected something to come along that would help ease that in addition to wondering what is after Gear 13 because of the fact that, I mean, when you go through adding all these different stats to characters. There's got to be a reason. I mean, they're not going to do that and then just keep... Because that was probably a hell of a lot of work to balance these characters right where they want them. And then to keep messing with it further with gear. So I am not a bit surprised that this is kind of where the road ends as far as gear goes. Yeah, I'm not... <sighs> Here's what when I read this, I thought, okay, so we're moving out away from gear into a different type of progression system. But then my mind went to the fact that to get to the new progression system, you still have to go through the old gearing system. So it's not completely going away, but as far as continuing to power up your characters, once you get there, it's going away. But this is the most important part. This is the one, this is the part to me out of the whole post that I need more information about because to me I gear 13's been out for a while now uh, I have two gear 13's my focus has not been gear 13 pe 13ing people but really to get full teams to gear 12 and then picking and choosing characters after that to move to gear 13 the most important ones but to even get to this progression system the character has to be gear 13 um this is the part I'm most interested in. Uh, we will be also be kicking off a new round of changes intended to make it easier for players to reach higher gear tiers and access the relic system. More on how this is going to work in a future post. Please tell me how this is going to work because, like I said, I only have two, and if this is what if this is what they want to focus on for gearing characters going forward. They're going to have to make it easier to get there to get to this. Because yep. to me, that also says that gearing these pieces is going to be hard. So you're going to want your characters at gear 13 to be doing this, not worried about moving through the first 13 gear phases. So I'm really curious what this means, how it's going to be easier, uh, how what 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 is going to happen to make that easier. Because right now it's not... It's it's, I won't say it's super difficult to get to gear thirteen, but it is not it's easy. A lot of work. Yeah, 
So you have to really focus on the ones you want to to get them there. It's not like, oh, hey, I have these pieces laying around. Now I can gear 13 this guy or whatever. Because with gear 12, sometimes you'll look at it and you got a guy with three gear slots with greens pluses in them. And you're like, oh, okay, I can bring that guy to gear 12. Or I can bring this guy to gear 11, whatever. But it's that never happens with gear 13. You literally have to focus that character to get them to that gear place. So what's going to make it easier? That's what I want to know. So I suspect that part of what's going to make this easier is, I mean, what do you use with your heroic AT rewards? Do you do anything with them? I don't. Okay, well, now you're talking, you're going into the relic system, right? Yes. Because that's not going to relieve anything of getting to gear 13. Well. That's what I'm worried about. Okay. Getting to gear 13. So. I'm not so much worried about gearing up the relics at this point. It's getting to the point where I can gear up the gotcha. relics. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Um, it's pretty good I know where question. you're going and I agree with you. Okay. So we're on because the same Because the first there. few... The first few areas of the relics are probably going to be easier, and then you're going to get in an area where it takes a lot more farming than it, than it did in the earlier ones, just like it does with gear tiers. And that makes sense to me. But I didn't think when this was talked about being introduced that this was going to be locked to gear 13. I thought it was going to be an extra feature, but now it's the new gear. So you have to have a way to get to gear 13 easier, and they say they will. I'm just curious what it is. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of options as far as updating rewards from raids. Um, new territory battle. Adding a new event or new um, updating the challenges, which have been desperately needed to be updated forever. Please. Even Holy crap. Just putting stun guns, stun cuffs into those would help tremendously um if they would just do that it would greatly increase the rate at which people can get to gear 13 you still have the cairo problem which at some point they're gonna have to do something um i would think there but uh you know we have the territory battle we have the you know all the new currency we're getting i would like to see them up the rewards on the the uh, Grand Arena, because that's a pretty good way to get Kairos, but um, man, I, I'm really not for sure what what to expect um, yeah, as far either, as man. How, how to actually get to Gear 13 more effectively. So that's the biggest thing in the post that I'm waiting to hear about, but there is still a lot of good information here, so we should cover some of that and if you're looking at this screen on the live stream, for those of you that are listening to the audio podcast, go check out their posts about iconic uh, relic amplifiers. That's what they're called. But go check it out. That that character screen, once you get to the relic amplifiers, looks awfully empty to me. It's kind of weird. It is. I, I have a weird. feeling you're going to click on, like, on it's showing Thrawn and his pistol on here. I have a feeling you click on the pistol and you're going to get a whole new screen of how to level up that pistol. But as far as the character screen goes, it is not busy at all. All right, so here's, like a, here's the question. Are, are 
had you rather see them go in an entirely new path for continuing to upgrade characters or add gear or a level cap increase? Because in my opinion, what it seems like they're doing is by far the best way to go. We don't need a level cap increase. That, to me, just sounds absolutely horrific. Yeah, I agree. Continuing with gear, I think, is kind of problematic. Um, well, yeah, because they have to keep adding new pieces of gear. Mm-hmm. We keep, we'll keep we keep getting new Chirotechs and new pump handles and whatever yep. you pistons and whatever you want to call them. And like It'll I mentioned... Be, they just finished balancing everything. So, move to something else. The interesting thing is that they mentioned the possibility of new abilities. I suspect that this screen, like this Thrawn screen that we're looking at, it's not going to always be quite so bare. I think I think they'll end up doing a little bit more with it once we kind of get it, get an idea of what they're doing exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it does say example of the new character screen once you've read Gear 13. So it's not the end-all be-all, but it is an example. Yes. So. And I like that they have Thrawn modded correctly with <laughs> speed set. I don't know why well, they're not gold mods, but that's a good someone question. Needs to, someone needs to do some uh, slicing. So, so how worried are you about there now being a crunch on these rewards that we get from the AAT and Rancor and Heroic Sith Raid? I'm gonna tell you, I don't think there's gonna be a crunch because I think. That those thousands of pieces of gear, we're going to use it down to 800 now. And that'll we'll still have tons of pieces. I think that we're going to use them in the early parts of updating the relic and not in the late parts. Just the same way gear tiers are now. Yeah. I think you're going to use a few of them, but not all thousand of them. I think it's just a way to use some of them to alleviate, make you feel like you have the pieces to keep it going, but not use all of them the the other thing that i think's nice is you're going to be kind of limited on your number of gear 13 characters so the rate at which you're going to be upgrading relics is going to be kind of slow until you start getting more and more characters gear 13 and so it's not going to be like you have all these resources and you're trying to dump them into everyone it's like um you know like right now with trying to get to gear 13 it's kairos everywhere or whatever gear it is that you're having hell with once you get to gear mm-hmm. 13, you kind of cross that finish line. Then you kind of get to restart on assessing how to do your, you know, how, how to upgrade, basically. And I, I kind of, I, I think I like that. I, I think I like it. We'll, we'll see where things go, but. The only relief is that you're not going to have your entire roster to decide what to do with these things. <laughs> That's true. So you're gonna you're gonna have a small pool of people to be working on at the same time, rather than your entire roster. So it will be more focused. And if you are using thousands of pieces, 
It'll make it a little easier uh, to decide to spin and know what you have. So, so um, interesting comment that kind of got me thinking about this is, so they've mentioned how these relics are going to be eventually maybe lead to new abilities, but stat increases and things like that. Which kind of makes sense. If they're just doing flat stat increases via these relics, it it lends really well to the fact that they just balance everything. And I think that's that's what I'm taking away from this more than anything is rather than them just continuing to add gear, if they get every character balanced the way they want them, and then just go across the board percentage increasing statistics with this new management or upgrading system, I think that's kind of a way to only have to balance them once, kind of know where everyone stands and go from there, which I think is... I think it's good. I'll be curious to see if these relics add protection because protection have been gear level only up until this point and so if these relics don't have anything to do with protection if they don't increase protection at all that is really or could really really start favoring health in this game versus protection um which seems to have been a theme lately so i have a feeling that that'll end up evening itself out with this yep that is true. Because for the longest time, protection was king. Yes. That is not the case with a lot of new abilities. So. That is correct. We'll see. All right. So what else about um, this? We, we got the new character screen. The other thing that I think is really cool is we have these kind of four side colored rings around the characters. They're getting rid of the Cheetos, the Flaming Hot Cheetos or whatever it was. And you're going to have these really cool rings. Um, so like the dark side character is going to have this cool red glowing ring. Light side character is going to have this really cool blue glowing ring looking deal around them. Um, I love the look of the relic characters. Um, this is the coolest part about this, right? So you, yes. now, you now know that gear 13 is the end for gear. So they don't need any new ring colors. They're not going to need any ring colors after that. So what you have now is you get to the final gear tier and it unlocks these like neon red and blue colors on your characters, which look really cool. The thing that's going to separate characters after year 13 now, in my opinion and my guess, if you look at the picture... There's these two little relic icons down to the right on the opposite side of where Zetas are. I have a feeling that little empty circle thing is going to give you an indication of what level your relic on that character is. And that is going to tell you how much more geared past gear 13 Mm -hmm. the character is. I agree. So you're going to get these awesome neon colors on them. And then you're going to start looking for that little box on the right to see just how far their uh, the relic tiers are. Yep. So people are talking about neutral characters, seeing like a glowing gray or a glowing yellow. That would definitely be interesting. They will have to pick something. Yeah. But if they ever do neutral characters. We've had that tag in the game for a while and still nada. So we'll see. 
Um, yeah, I wish I had some really strong opinions about what I thought these relics were going to be. Um, I mean, I can take a guess as far as individual characters, but as far as how they'll actually increase stats and such, I can't wait to find out. I really hope that they kind of focus on increasing stats of what characters do well, you know? Like, say, mm-hmm. increasing offense on Han or increasing health on Hermit Yoda or speed. It'll be really interesting if they start doing speed. Like, if, say, one of these upgrades gives, like, a 5% speed increase. The other thing is, um, assuming I'm going... Th- this is actually something else that I just now thought of that's really interesting. So, previously, if you're unaware... Stats with mods it is only based on the previous completed gear level for the entire stats. By stopping at this gear level 13, if they start doing flat stat increases, that is every bit of that increase is going to tie into your mods, which I really like. So this will be like adding gear at the end of a gear level, you know, because every bit of it's going to get compounded into your mods. Um, and that, that I think is probably going to make these relic pieces quite a bit more important than, you know, just adding additional gear pieces have historically been. Yeah. I agree. Cool. Um, anything else that you want to, uh, mention regarding these iconic items? Uh, just says that they're going to re- mention their functionality and stat space and how you upgrade them in a series of follow-up posts. Ooh, so I like I'm it. willing to bet we'll be talking about a follow-up post next week. So I bet we will too. Um, it says, as with the introduction of mod slicing last year and the rollout of Grand Arena, Grand Arena Championships, we will be providing a lot of context and a lot of words, outline our go- outlining our goals and getting a better sense of the feedback and needs of longtime players. Cool. So there you go. I like it. Yep. I agree. Alrighty. Why don't we go ahead and move to this? Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. All right. So let's talk about what you guys think. Uh, we put out our poll earlier today. 101 responses, so uh, pretty pretty average number there for our weekly podcast poll. Tell your friends. Let's see if we can get 200. That'd be fun. But the we first question we had up. We have our first information about the next progression system, the relic amplifiers. With all the information they have given us, how do you feel about the ex- the exciting five year plan that is being unveiled before us? Um, before we answer what everyone else gave, I want to say this. Relic amplifiers probably came before the new director. Well, not probably. This came before the new director of this game. So. Absolutely. This is getting rolled out. What it means for the future of the game is still unknown because whatever plans they had for it are now being reevaluated. And we will only find out what the new plan is over time. Correct. So. It'll probably affect we... episode nine stuff. It's not going to affect this Clone Wars stuff, most likely. Yes, exactly. I totally agree. So I think that, like, I think that this is the this is this here is probably 
the beginnings of what the new director at CG is working off of. So going forward, we can probably start looking at some of these decisions and what we're getting from the new director uh, off of what happens now. I have a, I am hoping that with the new guy, if you didn't know there's a new director at CG, uh, go check out the forums. There's a post all about him. We got an interview and everything. And if you haven't seen it, he looks like he's really tuned in with the game, plays it, uh, talked a lot about his teams and what he's working on, including talking about gearing up Jawas as a counter. So, you know, uh, we all like that Jawa counter. So does the director at uh, CG. So very tuned in with what's going on, hopefully uh, as well with the fan base. So we'll see what happens as far as gearing, more free-to-play friendly and those types of things go with a new director. But as far as this goes, this is old hat. I think this was decided on a long time ago. So this is the old director, Carrie. And uh, as far as what you guys think about that, uh, on a scale of one to seven, uh, we have pretty much what we used to be on the scale of 10 would be an eight. A lot of fives, 27% of you going with a five, more skewing to the smaller side of the scale with a four and a three, two and a one. Actually, five down to one has higher numbers than six and seven. So a lot of people still skeptical. Last week's poll, we looked at this just before we even knew the information, and there was a lot of skepticism skepticism, skepticism about this. So you still have it, but it looks like the interest in this is peaking a little bit more now that we are getting a little bit more information. So hopefully as we get even more, these numbers start to flip-flop a little and people are a little more excited because I really do think that the introduction, introduction of this is going to be a huge point in the game for a lot of players uh, just to see what they're doing to make it easier to get to gear 13, what these things actually do and how they work, how you upgrade them. I think that is going to be a very big uh, crossroads for this game and a tipping point. So we will see how this introduction goes, how it's received. But right now in the last two weeks, it hasn't been the best. It's getting better based on these poll uh, responses, but still very skeptical. So next question was, do you approve of the new look for characters that are gear 13? Basically the neon blue and the neon red between the light side and dark side. 42% of people basically were indif- excuse me, indifferent, saying eh, it's different, not better, uh, with a pretty much very close split between, yes, getting rid of the places for green reduces, green pluses reduces my anxiety, and <laughs> yes, Thrawn looks snazzy up there. So basically, we'll say people 50% like of people are saying yes. Plus. Yeah, a little people, a little bit more people are saying yes than uh, being indifferent. Not a whole lot of no's. Uh, just three people, 3% saying removing the option for additional gear just makes me scared that the game is dying. I don't think it's dying anytime soon, but I do worry about. Sure as hell hope not. I, I do worry about um, character or player perception once this drops and and what's what this actually means for the game. Yeah, but we will see. Next question. Is this what we really wanted in Gear 13 Portrait Thumbnails? 46% of people said yes. 
36% of people were indifferent and 18% of people said no. So skewing towards the positive side there, not so much negative on that. Uh, the Usher, where do you go from here? I think we explained that away with that little extra little thing across from the Zetas basically showing what tier your relic is probably. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And since you love troopers, why don't you go and move us on to the next part? Um, all right. Overall, how excited are you for the 501st Clone Trooper reworks? I mean, this was pretty overwhelming on a 1 to 7 scale. Uh, 5 through 7 was basically um, 80, 83, 84%. I mean, it was basically everybody was 5, 6, or 7. I mean, people are pumped about this uh, Clone Trooper rework. So that is yeah. that is good. We've been waiting for this for a while, and I do find I am glad that our good friend McMull is finding ways to still make content on this, still have very good opinions on this, and still uh, keep everyone informed because we all know McMull's the clone guy yes. and always has been. So it's good to see him uh, putting out posts. And if you check it out on his, if you go to his Discord, he's got a lot of good info on. Omega and Zeta priorities as well. I wish I that I had that screenshot that I took to put up for everyone earlier, but uh, hopefully I can get that into our Discord channel or just talk to McMullen and get that in there. But a lot of good information there. A lot of people excited for this. So I mean, I'm excited. Gear eleven, I have gear alone, gear eleven clones forever. Don't really haven't really ever done anything with them. That's even at gear eleven. This makes them semi viable against back-end crap teams in my Grand Arena Championships, so this will be very good for me. Um, next question is, what, or sorry, which rework do you think is the best? Rex, Echo, Fives, or Soka? Soka was obviously the bottom of the barrel. Uh, coming in third place is Echo at 15%. Rex was at just under 38%. And 46.5% of people said Fives was the better rework. Uh, where'd your vote go? You know, I honestly, it's hard to pick. But if I had to pick on basically on what made them the most viable from where they were before, I would have picked Echo. Because his damage is massive now. Not to mention the turn meter, not to mention that he's doing that damage a lot. I just feel like Echo's was the biggest rework uh fives rework the biggest thing about fives rework has him not being on the field so So to me that's the i mean it's a good rework it's a good rework but i mean you're not going to be using him you're going to be using these other two i'll be honest so i like using any team where my team gets better because a clone dies so for that alone fives rework gets the win for me okay I understand that. Um, <laughs> if not Echo, I would have gone Rex. I would not have gone with the biggest one here, just simply really? because the biggest update has him dying and not being used. So wow, um, I think it's fives, a great update. I, it's a great update, yeah. but I still think uh, Rex that annihilate ability, the mm. massive damage you get out of that is just huge for that team. It is. Um, it's really so I'll good. Take Echo and then Rex and then Fives. Yeah, I think I think. For me, it's fives, then Rex, then Echo. Um, 
Like, I mean, yeah, the Echo stuff is good, but I think Fives really changes the game on how the team operates more so than anyone so, else. So you're a normal fish and I'm a salmon. Yeah. I'm swimming up the stream. Yeah. You're going with everybody else. Yeah, well. Salmon. Sorry, I just I just wanted to well, talk about fish. I, I love salmon, man. I mean <laughs> it's delicious. Salmon with a little bit of <laughs> lemon juice on it. Oh my god. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. I'm hungry now. <laughs> uh, all right, we should move on to which rework are you most excited to try? Um, people are actually more excited. It's basically the exact same percentages, except there's a little bit more people that voted for Ahsoka, but it's Rex, then Fives, then Echo. So people are most excited to try the Rex. And I think that's because... He was already unbelievable and we were expecting a nerf, but he got a big, huge freaking buff. So I think people are most excited to try him just because, I mean, he's freaking good already. Now imagine what he's going to do. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, it'll be great. Indeed. Um, so other things about the reworks, there were a lot of, a lot of r- random things uh people seem pretty pretty happy about this situation um one person asked where's anakin's 501st tag that is the that is the leading question we'll be wondering for a little while until they announce it this is my favorite one long live the clones will accept fives everyone but wink knows what happens to him (laughs) i'm assuming he dies (laughs) <laughs> ba- 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 just based on the kid i'm just assuming he dies um yeah but uh well i'm not going no, to don't uh, ruin i'm it. not gonna spoil don't ruin it, for it. You. so hey what is the what is our new podcast feed gonna be called where we cover star wars shows i don't know man we're gonna have to figure that out if you if might. you guys have good ideas hit us up yeah for sure um good to know do you think the most recent iteration will be the final iteration of Jawa Scavenger? Because this is one thing that we did not talk about so far this week. Um, there were some changes. Uh, most This was basically a 50-50 split, which means people aren't real confident in the uh, you know this final update there. Um, and the next question is, do you think there's still an effective counter to the Geonosians and, you know, 55% of people said yes. Uh, I found that kind of surprising. I honestly, if it changed from the last change they made, I didn't even read it because I haven't been using Java. So I haven't either. I don't know what the change was. Let me see if I can find it. Um. Okay, so the old is at the end of each turn, Java Scanager has 50% chance to inflict a thermal detonator on all enemies that use an ability that turn for each time a Java ally was attacked that turn. Whenever Java Scavenger scores a crit hit against stealth for three turns, it is now at the end of each turn. If a Java ally was damaged by an attack that turn, Java Scavenger has an 80% chance to inflict two thermal detonators for two turns on each enemy that used an ability that turn. This effect occurs for each time a Jawa ally was damaged by an attack that turn. Seems pretty similar. I'd have to really look at that to break it down and think critically, which I would cause some long pauses on this podcast. So, 
Hmm. We'll have to get back to that. Cool. Um, all right. So if you spend resources on your job with an expectation of using them as a counter, do you feel like those resources have been wasted now? Uh, only 8% of people said yes. Uh, 40% of people said I just didn't spend resources on Jawas. And 45% of people said, why would anyone spend resources on Jawas? So, I mean, that's, you know, 86% of people that said, you know, why the hell would you do this to begin with? So, people aren't too (laughs) concerned about it, basically. I felt like a lot of people, when they heard that they were going to change the way it worked, probably stopped working on them. But probably fair that's my guess yep All a right. lot of people indifferent on the last question about being upset that Grand Arena Champions were postponed to an issue outside of CGs or the player's control um, beyond Android having their issues on that day pushing people out of championships there was also a lot of bugs with feats and people getting points before Grand Arena even started. So I'm not that upset about it because from the start it was bugged and I'm glad they stopped it. The first official one stopped it to make sure they got it right. So yeah, it did push it back a week, but I'm okay with that as long as it, they don't push it back another week on Monday when they've had this week to figure out what was going on. Yeah. If that makes sense. Fair enough. So, um, Scale of 1 to 7, how much has upset you that Grand Arena Championship was postponed due to an issue outside of CG or player's control? It's just scattered all over the damn place. It is. That's pretty much it. That's 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 the whole poll. Um, yeah, you're... Never, I'm not even... Huh? You're... Uh, I, I just stopped myself... Um, after four <laughs> it beers, sounded like it. After four beers, I stopped myself. Congratulations to me. Um, thank you for filling out the survey. We had some write-in questions. Uh, there was one person that asked, any chance of doing an earlier show sometime for the East Coast people? Maybe, but I don't know. It's difficult to do an earlier the show. The podcast will start being earlier when the time change happens. That's It'll true. at least be an hour earlier. I live in Arizona yes. where we don't do daylight savings time. So we're starting at 8 Pacific now. Yep. So when the time changes, we'll be starting at 8 uh, Mountain, which means an hour earlier for all the East Coast folks. So there is some relief to that. Yes. Um, but if I did it any earlier myself, you wouldn't hear me over screaming four-year-olds yep. so that is why we do the time the way it is um another person said keep up the good work uh one comment said great podcast ironically not sure the game matches up to the level of quality we're incredibly flattered thank you <laughs> i say well thank you um, we appreciate that and thank you to everyone who listens and supports the show we greatly appreciate it uh we of course love doing the show every week because it is fun and getting to chat with all of you guys. Um, and thank you for filling up surveys and chatting with us and just supporting us in every way that you do, whether it's a download sharing the show or whatever, uh, we appreciate all of it. And, um, if you haven't noticed, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel because 
I mean, hell, just in the past week, we put up two videos that were, I mean, that's some pretty good information. Um, you know, maybe hopefully that's something we can keep keep doing and doing a little bit more often. Um, you know, just as far as getting a little bit more content out there for you guys, and uh, and of course, Mandalorian coming up. Get prepared. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that pretty much wraps up the show, doesn't it? I mean... It does. I think we have one more thing, and uh, if we don't do, our guy that does it might be discouraged and stop making it for us. Ah. So. What are you talking about? We We don't have anything else. There's... There's, like, there's nothing else that we do on this show ever that I'm aware of, is there? Not recently. Hmm. (laughs) It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. Oh, trivia! Holy hell! That thing. I you know what? I'm gonna go real, real off the rails real quick. All right, do it for the for the Twitch stream. I'm curious how many of you guys out there play Super Mario Maker 2 on the Switch, and if you do, do you follow YouTubers that also play it? Because I want to I want to throw something out there. That always makes me laugh. I've been watching a guy named Ryukar. R-Y-U-K-A-H-R. So Wink wouldn't be able to pronounce it. Um, And he is really good. But if you do play it and you do watch his videos, even if you don't, go look up Ryukar on uh, YouTube. Because I need someone to confirm for me that he does look exactly like Wink. Because every time I watch this YouTuber play, I think it's Wink playing. Like really? literally, dude, I'm telling you. So I have not played like Super Mario Maker or whatever it is, but hold up, I'm gonna put it up on the stream. I'm gonna I'm gonna show a picture of Ryu. How do you spell it again? R Y U K A H R. Okay. All right, I got a picture. So it's now going to be. Do you play Super Mario Maker? I do. I freaking love it. It's really? Great. Okay. I haven't got it yet. All oh. right, it's up on the screen for everyone that's watching the live stream. Please, someone in chat, confirm right. this or deny it. So I, I just pulled it up. Holy crap! That dude has a lot of subscribers. Good grief. Oh yeah, he's great. He's awesome. He does have he does have a much larger beard and more hair than Wink. Larger but, beard? That is yes. unacceptable. Yeah. Anyways, Ugh. every time I watch every time I watch Ryukar, I think of Wink. It's hilarious. Interesting. Alright, anyways, back to chat. Or back mm. to trivia. Alright, back to trivia. Very exciting stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're working with clones. Uh, let me... See. Oh, so I, I just glossed over that because for some reason... If you didn't know, this week, trivia is about clones. So... You probably you could have guessed about, as. 
Yeah, if you don't know a lot about clones, you're not going to do so well this week. But trivia is on clones. So if you want to play along, go to quizzes.com, open up the Quizzes app on your phone. Yeah. If you thought we weren't going to never do it again, go back and download the app because it wasn't going away. We love trivia. That we is just true. just been real busy lately. So quizzes.com slash join or quizzes app. Type in this code. Your code for this week's quiz is, is 34572. Eight. Once again, that code is three, four, five, seven, two, eight. Go ahead and plug that in, and we will get started. Very exciting. All right. I'm going to destroy in, you. Hit join. Wow, that's... I didn't realize this website made noise. Can I mute this website? Mute site. There we go. I did not know okay. this either. Oh, there we go. I can hear yours going. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. I'm ready. Are you? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Clones. Three, two, one, and go. First question. This is episode 161. Let's talk 500 first. Who is not getting the 500 first tag? Cody, Fives, Rex, or Echo? Echo. Echo, Echo. Well, I chose Cody. That is what I chose as well. And I got the answer right. So did I. I was Second trying to question. throw you off. I know. You were trying to bleed me. <laughs> I was. That is true. <laughs> hey, I wonder Rhymes if I have that Bledo. on the... Oh, I don't have it on the soundboard. <laughs> that would have been great. All right, question two then. Fives now has an epic sacrifice. Which of these is not true? All 500 first clone allies gain his max health, protection, speed, and offense. He dies for any other 500 first ally. Allies regain full health and protection when Fives dies. He can only die once. If at first I don't succeed, unlike others, I won't get a second oh, that, chance. That's like the whole thing. That's what I was looking for. What? Oh, is that the thing? Let's play it at the end because I really want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I chose. Did you choose yet? Yes, I did. All right. So the answer was he, they do not gain full health and protection when he dies. I selected up, the correct answer. As did I. Let's talk Domino Squad. Ooh. Echo and Five's bonuses from this ability depend on their current health and protection, whether they are both alive, whether Five's is taunting, or what other allies are present. What did you select? I selected whether Fives is taunting. That is what I selected, and that is apparently the correct answer. All right, all right, all right. True, false. Echo and Fives each have the possibility of gaining plus 100% more damage or 100% defense. True or false? Got 50 50 shot. What? What'd you select? I selected false because I thought it was only Echo that got those bonuses. It's both of them. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yep. Is it though? Now I want to check. All right. 
It said this is literally what it says. If Fives is present, Echo deals 100% more damage when Fives is taunting, or has a plus 100 defense when Fives is not taunting. Correct. Doesn't say anything about Fives. Okay. Go to the other character. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Wait, what am I looking for on the other character? Well, oh, you, there it is. You'll see the other half of it. Uh, so, so it's opposite. Correct. Interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. True-false. Echo still has a chance to assist when specific ally uses a basic. True. 100% of the time, false. They got rid of that. True. There is a chance. And did you pick? I did, and I got it correct. Yes, true. 100% of the time, he assists a 500 first, or a clone ally. 100% of the time, it works every time. Oh, right. (laughs) Echo severely punishes enemies that blank are ugly. Evade, crit an ally, or taunt. What are you going to select, Senor? Um, I'm getting thrown off by this question. Oh, oh, this is I good. I selected, I selected evade. Ah, that is the correct answer. That is what I selected what is, as well. Okay. True or false? Echo's AOE dispel cannot be evaded. True or false? Ooh. This is the first one that I don't know right off the bat. Um, I don't know it off the bat either, and I don't. Oh, uh, I think I have an answer, but it's on a technicality. Actually, no. Yes. Yeah, I should have done false, which is what I was thinking, Woo! but I'm just like, you know what? I'm probably just forgetting. Hit yep. true. True is incorrect. Oh. All right. You're on the roll here. I am. Haven't missed one yet. Knock on wood. Anna 10. Finally, Rex grants potency up. Which grants blank percentage potency up? Infinite. 999,990, 50, or 100. Woo. Got that one correct. <laughs> I got it wrong. I couldn't remember which one did which. Ah. Uh, so. Bummer. The answer I picked was infinite. 50%. Which is wrong. 50% is the answer. 9 out of 10. Now Rex's tenacity up move does all the things it did before and nothing else. Heals clone allies. Grants tenacity up for twice the duration to 500 first allies. Applies only to Galactic Republic allies. What did you select? I selected does everything it did before and nothing different. Yep, that is what Which I selected. was the as correct well. answer. So, there you go. 10 out of 10. Last question. They fixed Rex's leadership by blank. Doing absolutely nothing, deleting it, killing it, nerfing it. Oh, I think I can guess this. I got it right. Yes, they did nothing to it. Well, they actually did do things to it, but they did not make it worse. 
That is correct. Perfect score! Right. Woo! Damn, bro. 10 yeah. out of 10. I got 7 out of 10. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to use these study flashcards. You might as well call me the clone expert. Yeah, that's what I'll do. <laughs> How did uh, fives die again? Any way possible is fine. As long as <laughs> any, dies. Just any answer is right. Correct. It just happened. I don't care. Right. Just make him dead. <laughs> All right. So here's what I was going to play there a second ago. I found the shorter version, actually. All right. I'll give hear. you a hint. His name rhymes with Bleedo. I got my answer. Hansel. What is the answer? Oh my god, are you serious? No, I'm just okay, what? Now. The answer is Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Classic. god, that was so freaking funny. I don't. Classic trivia. Play it again, one more time. Okay, alright, here. I'll, uh, I'll fade out the music and turn it up just a bit. I'll give you a hint. His name rhymes with Bleedo. I got my answer. Hanso. What is the answer? Oh my god, are you f***ing serious? So I'm just okay, what? For it now. The answer is Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, so bad. God, it was so funny. Um, <laughs> if you guys are unfamiliar, I, I think that was... God, that was right after we started doing trivia, which we've been doing for a couple years now. And um, yeah, you... Uh, there was some, some random question, and you were trying to throw me off by saying that the answer was Greedo. You ended up putting something else, and then the correct answer turned out to be Greedo, which I actually put and didn't think of until you had said it. Oh, my God. That <laughs> so was so bad. That was so freaking funny. That was hysterical. One of the most classic moments of this freaking podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, a, that was a good one. That one's hard to beat. That was pretty... <laughs> Pretty funny. All right, one last thing I wanted to throw out here. Uh, we are due for a blue giveaway. Hell yeah, we are. So We're due for some week, blue giveaways. Giveaways, yeah. So next week, me and Wink are going to come up with some diabolical way to give out some free blue stuff next week. If you don't know who Blue is, go check out their website, Blue Designs. Uh, we want to thank them for sponsoring us. They make some absolutely amazing products. You Hell can yeah, see this microphone do. right here I'm using. It is a spark. It is amazing. We got these satellite headphones, Bluetooth headphones. They're amazing. You'll see I have a cord because I don't have a Bluetooth in my new computer for some reason. Got to get that. But great stuff from Blue. If you are interested in their stuff, starting up your own podcast, using a microphone for gaming or using an awesome headset for gaming, whatever you want to do with this stuff, uh, and you want to get some, you can get up to 20% off using our code you can't we don't have a code yet do we for the new website? we don't have a code uh but hang tight All right. just hang, hang tight. tight they are updating now that logitech and blue designs are together they are updating their website on how you can buy things from them and we will be getting a new code to go to their new website so if you're waiting hold tight maybe you'll win it from us next week uh but you can get 20 percent off using our code when we get our new one here in the next few weeks at the Blue website. So uh, thanks to them for sponsoring us. They are really great to us, and we really appreciate everything, all their new stuff, all the great stuff they do. So, 100%. And, um, you know, I wish that I had taken one of my Blue mics and set it up at my old house last night because 
I, I got over there and so, I, I don't know if I had put some chemicals in the trash can. So I'd th- thrown away some old foods, some just random stuff. A bunch of random stuff was put in the trash can. And apparently, I swear to God, this is a true story. I even have the picture to prove it. I had two poly carts, you know, the little trash cans with the wheels sitting there. And I showed up over there to find only one of them. And it was partially melted. And the there was just a pile of crap, just burnt shit on the ground. And I'm like, what the hell happened? I have not been able to figure out what in the hell happened. Um, I figured it out. Was that son of a bitch, Jerry? He's been stopped. He so mad, huh? He's he's irritated because he hasn't been getting the exposure. He hasn't been getting his own little segment on the show. Um, You used to make fun of me. Why don't you make fun of me anymore? Exactly. So I think he's just being a little bit pissy about it and decided to go (laughs) and show me what's up. So um, thanks to this guy. I just, we'll give him the what for next week. Yeah. I'll tell you that. that damn straight we will. Get ready, Jerry. Yeah. The war is it's on. It's on. on. All right. So. So. Thank you for listening. Indeed. We appreciate all of you. We absolutely if you want to be part of our Discord community, which has been going off this week, it's Ooh, been great hanging stuff. out in there and chatting, uh, loving all the Anna Kendrick gifs. <laughs> yeah. Both of those to trigger everyone. Those uh, have been lovely. Yeah, there's a lot at. of weird goofy stuff that goes on there along with a lot of awesome absolutely uh, game talk so go check that out discord.me slash shattered order if you want to talk to us without going to discord the shattered order at gmail.com is our email you can go ahead and send us any information or questions you want through our email as well if you want to support the show patreon.com slash shattered order there's a lot of tiers there different stuff that you can get from doing that as well if you want to support us but you don't want to pay money every month if you have amazon prime and you're already paying for that twitch has a way for you to link your amazon prime to twitch prime 100 and you can sub to the podcast through your amazon prime account that's not the only way to support the show that is not if you're an amazon subscriber because everybody buys shit off amazon who does not buy freaking everything off amazon before you buy anything just go shadow.com, go click that Amazon banner before you make any purchases. We would greatly appreciate that as well. Absolutely. So as far as that goes, that's all the stuff that we had to say here at the end. Uh, there, uh, I'm telling you, we have had for two weeks now plans to talk about preparing for light side territory battle. So we will do it eventually one day. Maybe. So we have the information. We'll to keep adding to it. We're going to give you guys be one hell of a show when we can. But it is coming up. So look forward oh, to it. As- I got a quick question for you. I had a video idea because I thought it'd be fun. Um, ended up in discussion with some people about who's the better Ewok to make fast, Paplu or Wicket? Should I do a video talking about how to mod Ewoks? I think that would be fun. 
I th- Wink's way to mod Ewoks. <laughs> I, I think that would be fun too. I there, I, I have to give you credit, man. That Ewoks are pretty badass. I'm kind of. I'm telling fan. you, man. I tried They're to get awesome. you on that that train for a while, but now that you're on, all aboard, full speed ahead. Choo choo. Which is pretty impressive because we usually go off the rails, but you're staying on the rails with those Ewoks, so I'm happy. I 100. percent I am. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So as far as this week goes, thanks for watching and. Uh, we will have more for you next week. Hopefully a new uh, relic post. Talk about some light side territory battles. Whatever happens, we will be here for it next week. Indeed. So we will see you then. Later.